to this week, we didn't have anybody that I knew had any birthdays in here, but there were two people, two pastors from other churches that did, and one of the things that we're always talking about is we're not the only church in town. And so uh, Pastor Ron Laughlin, he's at Uari Community Church. He is, uh, he's a friend of ours. He's actually we're working with him to do the men's uh, ministry. And uh, his birthday is on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday is Glenda Wilkins with Growing Family Church. So if you know them, wish them happy birthday. And uh, today, this morning, we are praying for Baden Baptist, Pastor Sid, and Marsha Martin. And so let's just lift them. Will you agree with me? And let's pray for them. Father, thank you so much for Baden Baptist this morning. Lord, we just lift up Pastor Sid and his wife, Marsha, Lord. We praise you and we thank you for who they are in God. Lord, we agree together as a body. Lord, let your blessings be made manifest in their lives. Lord, let your blessings pour out. Let your protection be over them. Let your provision be on them. Lord, let your anointing be with them as they minister. Father, we just ask that they would move in wisdom in everything that they do. Lord, let the leadership of Baden Baptist rise up to godly heights, Lord. Let them operate in the wisdom of heaven. Lord, let them operate in your strength and in your power, in your restoration. And Father, we just call them blessed in Jesus' name. We praise you for them and thank you for that part of the body. Amen. Amen. Well, let's turn to Luke chapter 2, verse 52. So we're going to be several weeks talking about increase. And in increase, part of the reason that we want to do this is we want to open up our minds to what God says about increase. Because believe it or not, God wants increase in your life. Now you may have been taught that that's so, you may have been taught that that's wrong, but we're going to look at it. And we need, we need mind renewal on increase. We need to understand what God wants us to know about increase. As we finish this, we're going to go into uh, a week called Vision Sunday where we're going to talk and preach about the vision of Boomerang. And we need to go into that vision with a mind that's set on increase. And so we'll look at increase for a few weeks and then we'll have Vision Sunday. And then we're going to go into a series called Be the Light. And then we're going to go into a series after that called Cloudy with a Chance of Loaves and Fishes. And uh, so I think that you will enjoy that, and I'm not going to tell you what that's all about. So I, you can just think all you want. So anyway, I've been looking forward to that. Uh, the leadership can tell you I've been talking about it for about six months and just meditating on, the, on that series. And so that's just a little bit of what's coming up, and I think that you'll enjoy it. So God desires increase. Increase part one, God desires increase. Now the word tells us that we are to be like Christ. Paul said this, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. So how, what did Christ do? One of the very important things is this verse right here, Luke 2.52, and Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and men. This is a characteristic 
of Jesus Himself. This is something that He did, and this is something good that He did. He increased. The things that were in His life that were good, He increased. And the Word tells us that He kept increasing. In other words, it didn't just stop when this verse was written about Him. He continued increasing. The longer He lived, He continued to increase. The only time that he didn't increase, and actually this is increase, and once you understand the full story, was when he took what he had and laid it down willingly for you. And what he did at that point was he planted himself in the ground so that he could reap a harvest of the fruit called Christian, you. He, re- he uh, harvested for the Father. He increased the number of people carrying the Spirit of God throughout the whole world. That was Now, it looks like some people would say that he didn't increase in that moment. Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> oh, yes, he did, because he multiplied himself all over the world, and he said that the same way I was sent, I'm sending you. In other words, I was sent with power, Jesus was. He was sent with increase. He was sent with wisdom and favor and stature, and he said, I'm sending you now the same way to do, go and do the same thing, to replicate, to multiply, to replenish the earth with the blessing of God. This is what Jesus did. God desires increase. Psalm 115, verse 13 through 15 says, He will bless those who fear the Lord. Now that word there, fear, that means revere. So He will bless those who revere the Lord. The small together with the great. Have you ever felt like you're small in this world? All right. So it doesn't matter what you feel like, or where you're at, or what side of the tracks you come from. That doesn't matter. doesn't matter if you're small or great, God will bless you. If you revere Him, if you reverence Him, God wants to bless you. God wants to increase you. Verse 14 says, May the Lord give you increase. May the Lord give you increase. You and your children. May you be blessed of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. It's kind of like, hey, don't forget, he's the one who created it all. And when he says, I want to increase you, he's not just throwing out something that's a very small statement. He's throwing out something that's huge. I want to increase you. I want to increase you. You and your children. This is what you ought to get out of that. God has you on his mind, you and your children, and he's looking to increase you. You know, when he wrote this, he knew that it was going to be in the Bible and that you were going to find this verse, you were going to find that verse 14, and it was going to tell you, I'm thinking about you and I want you to be increased. God has you on his mind, and he has your increase on his mind. You, and not just you alone, you and your children. Proverbs 29.2 says this, When the righteous increase, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, people groan. Well, what happens if the righteous don't increase? 
You know, we need to know there's a reason that God wants us to increase. And it's not just so that you have more money in the bank account or, or that your stature in the world rises, you know. It's not just that your, that your reputation becomes uh, powerful. It's not that alone. God has a purpose for it because when the righteous increase, the people rejoice. Look at look here at Galatians 3.8, it says, God proclaimed this good news. Now right there, you can literally translate that, the gospel. God proclaimed the gospel to Abraham long ago when he said, all nations will be blessed through you. In other words, the things that's going to bless the earth, it's going to come through mankind. But mankind needs to move into increase or else, what is there to bless? If there's no increase in your life, then there's nothing to bless. There's no overflow. There's no abundance. There's got to be increase. 2 Corinthians 9.8, you see it again. Why do we need to increase? Not only, you know, we should see that God wants us to increase and our immediate mindset should be, if He wants it, I'm for it. Right? Anything that He's in. Anything that He's in. If we see it, that God wants it, we should be, I'm, I'm for that. Let me be in that. But a lot of times, you know, I don't know about you, but I've lived this way before. I repented. I was slow to pick up on that. Well, God wants it. Yeah, well, that's nice. You know, I've, I've been slow there too, and, and, and I needed to repent of that because that wasn't the right way to think. But sometimes we need some extra help because we've gone so far down a path that's not God. When we actually hear what's God, we've got habits to change. Well, increase could be one of them. And as much as you're like, no, that ain't me. I won't increase. You might be surprised. And so there's other things that show us and help us, like 2 Corinthians 9.8, it says this, and God will generously provide all you need. Well, praise God, I, I, I need that. How many people need that? Amen. Then, when He generously provides, then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. This verse in other translations says that you will basically have to give out of your abundance. So if we're not increasing, what, what are we missing? What are we lacking? If we're not increasing and moving into abundance, what are we lacking? We're lacking the ability to give into other people's lives. Now right now, most everybody's mind is going on money you know, because that's a huge thing. I remember when we started Boomerang, the number one prayer request had to do with money. Number one thing that we had a prayer request had to do with jobs, money, stuff. People were just in need. And so a lot of times when we start talking about increase, we start talking about provision, their mind goes straight to money. But what about this? What if, uh, this may be a little bit easier to swallow, uh, what if I, back a while back, had not decided to increase in spiritual knowledge and going after God, then there would be plenty of things that would not be a blessing to you today from God, but because He's pronounced, hey, this is how the blessing is going to come, through you, 
will all the nations of the earth be blessed. Through people, if I hadn't done that, He couldn't move through me. He couldn't move through me to be a blessing at Boomerang, to teach and preach and lead and shepherd you, if I hadn't done that. So it's not just money, it's everything in your life. We need to increase in the things of God. And just think about it, because there's a lot of teaching that says, oh, well, you need to be humble. You do. You need to be humble. But what is real humility? Is real humility what the world teaches you? Or is real humility seeing what God wants for you and doing that? Real humility is saying, Lord, I need whatever it is you say to do. And increase, like remember the example of Christ, increase doesn't always just add to your stuff. Increase in Christ was when he put his stuff down. So sometimes increase looks good to the world and sometimes increase looks bad to the world. Here's the important thing. I want to have every bit of increase that looks good to my Father. That's the important thing. That takes obedience. That takes humility. There have been times... Listen, I, can, I remember a particular time, and, and I'm so glad I did it now because I can use it as an example all the time. And here, I, the Lord's leading me to pastor, Right? He's leading me to be a pastor. I'm feeling the calling and the anointing rise up and I'm in a church and trying to do what's right. And I know that God's leading me to pastor a church. And the next command I get from God is pick up a toilet brush and clean the bathrooms. I'm going to tell you my mind kind of fought because that did not look like increase to me. You know, and I could have sat there and gone, Lord, you are leading me to be a pastor of a church. You know, you want me to clean. That certainly isn't you. You want me to increase. Let me tell you, that was increase. And it wasn't something my flesh wanted to do. But oh man, was it increase. Because I got to serve. I got to, I got to be obedient to what God was saying to do. It gave me the ability to use it as a real life example and show humility that I could say, hey, this is how the Lord led me to do it. And I can say, I'm expecting you to, to think and go along those same ways. Now today, I can help you move through the same pieces that God led me through. I can help lead you through as well. And in that process, what happened out of that was that the Lord taught me some things. He allowed me, listen to this, He allowed me to sow into a ministry that wasn't mine. He allowed me to harvest later fruit off of what I had sown. You know, this is true. Never since we've been in this building have, have we been lacking for somebody to help us clean the bathrooms. Now that may sound silly and it may sound small, but there's a lot of people that do that. We've never had it. You know why? Because I was able to sow for a period of time into another ministry. And now we reap the, the fruit from that and the harvest of that. What a blessing. Well, that doesn't sound like much of a blessing. All right, we won't clean them for a few weeks and see how much of a blessing it is to you. You see? It's a blessing. Those little things. Well, was it increase? Yes, it was. You know what the biggest increase was? My humility. 
Because when I was scrubbing those toilets that had not been scrubbed for years, trying to get back to the white, that took some humility. And it was all right. And you know what I was doing? I was serving the people who when they walked in the bathroom may have never come back to hear the life-giving word that they heard because it was dirty. I was able to serve people. You don't realize how small things run, run other people off. How finicky people can be sometimes. And if that one thing, if they walked out of the bathroom and didn't go, my gracious, that thing smelled awful. If they just walked out of there and their mind wasn't on the flesh but could get straight on what the Spirit of God was doing, I just served people. What if they heard the one word that day, that Sunday, that changed their life because they were paying attention and not thinking about the nasty bathrooms? Was that increase? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Definitely wasn't planning on talking about that in this. We have to increase. Think about this. If God doesn't want you to increase, why would He give you anything? And particularly Jesus. He wanted you to increase from the position that you were to a new one. He wants your increase. It's the whole reason why Jesus came was to take you to higher levels in God. And he knows if you're moving in God, you're going to higher levels. The reality of it. Now, let's look, remember, at Abraham. You remember Abraham? He's sitting there. He's in his family. He, everything's going good. He's comfortable. Then God speaks to him and says, Leave your family. Go south to a place I'll show you. God doesn't even tell him where he's going. He's just like, pack up all your stuff and start heading south. That's all he says to him. Now Abraham, here's the thing about Abraham. He changed his attitude and his attachments in order to move to the place of increase. We have to be like Abraham. In order to move into increase, God desires increase. He wants increase in our lives. He's taken us to a place of increase. But in order to get there, we have to change our attitudes and we have to be willing to break attachments. This involves, this involves leaving possibly our old culture and it definitely involves leaving behind ungodly mindsets. We have to start thinking in a different way. Look, my aim in this series on increase, my aim is to renew your mind to the increase that God has for you. And let me show you, let me show you this. You, you repeat my sentence, okay? Easy come. Not, don't say what I said. What's the rest of the sentence? Easy come. Easy go. Now how come you knew that? Y'all were so obedient. That was awesome. <laughs> All right. Easy come, easy go. How come you knew that? Because the world's drilled it into you. What's that say? What does that saying mean? It means, hey, if it comes in easy, it's about to leave just as easy. Right? I got it. It's like sand in my hand. It'll, I got it in my hand, but it'll fall right through the cracks, right? 
Does that sound like God? And yet, you know it. I just I throw that out there, you finish my sentence. Here, let me show you something else. Win some, lose some. How do you know that? Why do you know that? One step forward, two steps back. Yeah. <laughs> we take I'll take one step forward and two steps back. Now, let me just ask you, all these things we've done so far, does that sound like increase that we've said? That sounds like decrease, doesn't it? I wonder who taught you that. It wasn't God. He says, I will always cause you to triumph in Christ. That's his character. That's his promise. Here, one more. I can't win for losing. Why do you know that? Why does, that, why does everybody know that in this society? Because the world has pounded anti-increase into you. Well, I'm just waiting for the hammer to drop. The other side is going good now. I'm just waiting for it to drop. So I've shown you that this is in us. Anti-increase is in us. Now, you may be trying to move outside of it, but, I mean, how did I come up with the statements? I still remember them. Even though I've been trying to live anti-that for so long, I still remember them. I still know how they finish. Because it was ingrained in our society. Because the world's not teaching you God's ways. It's teaching you the devil's ways. It's teaching you the flesh's ways. It's teaching you sin's ways. Whether you know it or not, to some degree... We expect life to happen that way. Let me give you a few things. To some degree, to some degree, we expect that. How about this? Bad stuff's happening to me. Bad stuff's happening to me. Well, I must have did something wrong. God's mad at me. That's not God. Now, it, it may be you doing something wrong helped to contribute to that, but that, that's not the heart of God. God is a God of increase, and He desires your increase. If He didn't desire your increase, He'd have left the earth alone to implode. If He didn't desire your increase, all He had to do was just step back. But He does desire your increase. We ought to be saying things like this. I put these on your, on your handout there on the notes. Make sure you take them home. You might want to call them out to yourself. You might want to say these things because there is power in the Word. Instead, we should be living like Ephesians 1.3. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. That's a promise. That is a promise of God. We should be saying, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.19, My God will supply. He will supply. He will supply all my needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 2.14, I always triumph in Christ. I always, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. We triumph in Christ. I take Him by the hand, we're going to victory. 
Matthew 11.30, my life is not heavy and burdensome. My life is easy and light because the yoke is easy and the burden is light. That's what Jesus promised me. Psalm 23.1, I shall not want. I won't want. I'm not going to lack. Joshua 1.3, every place I go, He is with me. Everywhere I go, He's with me. He's given it to me. Joshua 1.8, I meditate on the Word and make my way prosperous. I make my way prosperous by meditating on the Word and I make it successful. And it's through the blessing of God but I'm prosperous and successful through Him. Psalm 35, 27. God delights in my prosperity. You know what that's saying? God delights in my increase. God delights in your increase. Now see, we need to stand on those things because listen, here's the, here's the reverse. If you're not standing on these promises of God, first of all, you don't have increase in your life and you're lacking something and then you're thinking, well, God must not like me. Well, that's a horrible witness and it's your fault. Well, you know, I, I see that it's in there, but I don't see it in my life. It's because you're not standing on it and you're blaming God. If you don't stand on these promises and you don't know about increase, here's the other part. You're not going to have increase. And you know what else? You're not going to have any to give away. And the, half the purpose of you being in increase is to give it away. You know, in, in the old covenant, the old covenant said that you are to be the lender and not the borrower. You're to loan and not borrow. That's the Old Covenant. The New Testament says we have a new and better covenant. That's, that's the lesser promise. The lesser promise. And yet, it's still a good one. It says this. Here's the question. If you don't have enough and don't have abundance, how can you loan? If I don't have overflow, you can't loan. God wants you to increase. That's the Old Covenant. What we have now is even better. He wants that and more. And yet... The devil, man through the world, he fights increase because he don't want you understanding that. He wants you to scratch and toil and work and sweat for it because he knows you'll never get it that way. But just don't let those Christians learn that God delights in their prosperity. God delights in their increase. Don't let them learn that. Now, again, don't put words in my mouth. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about joy. How about, how about he increases your job and all of a sudden it's just an easier place to work in? The atmosphere's different. That's increase. How about he just increases your joy so that you understand you're walking around and you got all this bad stuff going on in your life and you're still happy. I'm telling you, that preaches. It preaches. How about you increase in knowledge? He says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. How about you increase in that? How about you get a hold of some of these promises and say, you know what, Lord? If you put it out there, then I need to increase in it. Let me ask you this. If I had this, and, and it was a gift for Seth, and I said, hey, Seth, well, this is an awesome thing. I paid for it. 
Let's pretend like I did. I paid for it, and, and I want to give it to you. And I gave it to him, and let's say he didn't do like that, but he refused it. Now, the price that I paid, did he revere that price? Did he esteem the price that I paid? Or did he despise it? The Lord says, I will honor those who honor me, and those that despise me will be lightly esteemed. So a lot of times, here's the thing, if God's paid for something, for us to refuse it is a slap in his face because we're refusing the price that he paid for it. I'm not saying just go out there and get increased just for increase sake. You'll be off if you do that. But when you humble yourself to God and you say, you know what, Lord, if you told me that I'm supposed to increase, that I'm going to increase because you asked me to, because you paid a price, and I honor what you have done. That puts you in a place where your heart is right, and now when you receive those things, now you have them and have them in overflow so that now you can share it with other people. Because if it's a good thing, now that good thing can be passed on. But if you don't have it in the first place, what can you pass on? Increase is God. Seeing things larger is God. To increase or not increase is within our hands and it is our responsibility. Let's turn to Matthew 25.14 as we begin to wrap up. Matthew 25.14 I love this joke. I hadn't heard it in a while. Is there anybody that will give me just five more minutes? Anybody? All right. There's five, ten, fifteen, twenty. No. <laughs> Sorry. That's one of my favorites. Matthew twenty-five, fourteen. Now this is describing the kingdom of heaven. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. Then he left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. So did he just sit on it or did he take what he had in his hand and do something with it? He took what he had in his hand. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. Let me ask you, what's more important, the talents you have or what you do with what you have? Does it matter how much you have or does it matter that you do something with what you do have? What matters is are you actively doing something with what you have? Keep that in mind. Verse 19. After a long time their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted five bags of silver came forward with five 
more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest. I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Now, all right, and this is real simple. Which one was the master representing the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven? Which one was he happy with right here? For increase or decrease? Increase. Okay, just checking. Verse 22, the servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Was he celebrating increase or decrease? Increase. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate, and I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. Now, before we read any further, most of y'all know where the story's going. You know what that, that verse reminds me of so much? Well, Lord, I just want to be humble. I just want to be humble, you know. I'm not worthy, Lord. Now, wait a minute. And, oh, righteous anger gets on me when I see that because that steals life out of the hands of people because the devil has deceived them into believing a lie. Are you or are you not in Jesus Christ? Are you or are you not, through Christ, a son of God? Are you or are you not? Have you not received the sonship of the Father through Jesus Christ? Then be one. Then be one. Don't believe that lie. Don't believe that. Oh, I knew you were a hard man. I'm just trying to be humble. That's a bunch of junk. That's mess. It's worldly mess. It's wrong. And it holds believers back from being the victorious overcomers that God has called them to be. And we believed it because we haven't known that God desires increase. This, this subject is so important because when you start to know who God is and know His character and His nature, when lies like that come in your life, all of a sudden you can see that ain't right. That's, uh -uh, that's incorrect. That's the wrong kind of thinking. That's lack. That, that is not God. Now, I'm not saying that you don't hand things over for God and that you are humble to Him. I'm saying that you understand that God desires increase and no matter what it looks like, He is working increase. You know that's His heart. That's His nature. That's who He is. Let me read it again. See if y'all get upset like I did here. I was afraid, Master, I knew, verse 24, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate, and I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. The Master, apparently this makes God angry too. Because He replies this way, You wicked and lazy servant, if you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? 
at least I could have gotten some interest on it. At least. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant, listen to that, the servant that did not understand increase and did not put use what he had in his hand, God called him useless. That is not what I want to be called. And I'm telling you my heart, that is not what I want you all to be called either. But I'm telling you, it begins with knowing or not knowing whether or not God's desire is increased. Throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Let, let, let us get this out of the story. God expects increase. And we're not dwelling on the bad servant. We need to dwell on the good servants. The well done, good and faithful servants that said, I'm expecting, I may not know everything, but I'm expecting God to be with me. I'm expecting God to increase me. And so when I put this to work for His kingdom, I'm expecting that God's going to be working with me on my behalf, giving me favor, giving me wisdom I don't have, so that when I plant this stuff in the ground... It's going to produce a bountiful harvest. In other words, I'm trusting Him. I know His heart. I know He wants increase. And I'm trusting that if I'll simply use the talents that are in my hand, if I'll simply use what He's given me, He's going to increase me. He's going to increase the work of my hand. He's going to increase those things. And then there'll be more for the kingdom. Now I can give in abundance. Now I can be blessed as well. Now the Lord is blessed out of that as well. I have ministered to Him because I've been faithful with what He's put in my hand. God expects increase. To increase or not to increase is within our hands. It is our responsibility. He's empowered us to increase, but we've got to partner with Him and do our part. What's more important, the talents you have or what you do with what you have? You see, the talents that are in this room by every person, they're all different. Everybody has different things that they're tens at. Everybody has different talents. Does that matter what you have in your hand right now in this moment in time? Or does what matters come down to, are you going to do something with it? Are you going to believe God for increase and get to work? What do you have in your hands right now? What do you have in your hands? I can tell you one thing that everybody in this room has in their hands. That's Jesus Christ. You have the doorway to fellowship with God in your hands. And no matter where you're at, no matter what you've been doing, you have the ability right now to start moving into change so that increase can take up your future. Right now you have Christ. 
You might, be, you might be grown up some in Christ. You might be a baby in Christ. You might not have ever accepted Him before today. But today, you have the ability to accept Him. You have Him in your hand. The question is, what will you do with it? And let me just throw this out here. To whom much is given, much is required. What have you been given? What have you been given? If you've been given Christ, you've been given the keys to the kingdom. You have been given everything in Him. And today you may just be starting in Him and you may feel like you don't have everything and what you're going to come to find out is as soon as God gave me Jesus, I had it all. I had everything I ever needed. All I needed was just the spark to set this life on fire for Him. And in Jesus, you got it. You got the spark that will cause an explosion of increase in your life. You have the spark that will set you and your family free. You have the spark to turn a nation on its head where it's been going after the devil and turn it to God. Any one person in here could do that if they understood what they have, who they have, and they understood that God desires increase. The biggest key to your increasing is your fellowship with your Father. You need it to increase. You need your fellowship with God to increase. I would just challenge you to reset your love to God right now. Reset. If you didn't hear that series, go back on the website and watch it. Watch Reset. It's huge. Reset your fellowship. You want to start increasing? You don't need to spend more time at work. You don't need to figure out you know, this financial strategy or that. You don't need this or that or all kinds of worldly logic. Here's what you need. You need time with you and your daddy. You need fellowship with God. He'll give you the wisdom that you need. He'll show you how to do it. He'll show you when to do it. He'll put you in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. And sometimes you'll know what you're doing and sometimes you won't. But you just learn to trust Him and watch how life starts to overflow and increase in your life. Can you feel it? Let's just stand up. As Jeff and Tara comes up and Barrett and Sherman, they're up here to receive you and pray over anything that you may have. Any need that you have. And I just invite you, today, reset with God. Reset that fellowship. Start to learn, start to learn that God desires increase in your life. I just, before they pray for everybody out here, if you need, if you need a job or you need a promotion, I just come up right now. This is something the Lord told me to do earlier in the week. If you want prayer for a job or promotion in your job or something to do with that, come up and let's, let's just pray. Just line up across the front here. You know, in, in receiving things from God, it's important to recognize, you know, and watch this, Watch, watch this now. Jeff, will you come here? Just right there is good. Alright, now, if I'm a giver, right? If I'm a giver, 
If you don't take and you don't receive, have I given? In other words, does what I want actually take place if you don't receive? And there's a big point. This is humility towards God. God can give, but if you don't receive, you're actually stopping His ability to give. Now, as hard as to give, but at some point you have to receive. You know what? If you didn't receive in your salvation, you're still not born again. You have to learn how to receive as well. So if I'm a giver, you have to learn how to receive that. That's just a principle of God. It's very important for us to remember. In other words, it's like this. In, in giving, is not 50% of it giving and 50% receiving? Alright, amen. I'm getting ready to pray for you. And as I pray over your job, what I want you to realize is you need to receive. And the Lord tells us when we believe, He says don't just pray for something. He says pray and believe that you have received. Now just as, that's in Mark 11, around verse 20 to 24, just as a symbol, just just for you, as a symbol, if you're receiving, I just want you to hold your hands out. Because can you feel your hands of need that you have need of? Can you feel them by yourself? No, you need God. You need the giver to be pouring out. And you know what He's done? He's already said, I'm going to give to you. I want to increase you. So just hold your hands out. And this is just humility saying, Lord, I need you. And as I pray, I'm just going to pray that those hands representing your life are filled with God's love and His goodness. Lord, all these are jobs or need promotion or need something to happen. And Lord, I just thank you. I thank you that your blessing overflows in their life. Lord, let them be blessed and provided for. Increase be Life of God be in their life in Jesus' name. Just real simple and symbolic. Life of God be in their lives, Lord. Provision be. Overflow their lives, Lord. Let your anointing break the bondages that have been holding that back. As they go after you, Lord, I just thank you that you are showing them and and proving to them. Life be. Jobs be. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for jobs and life pouring out in the lives of people. We thank you for it. We praise you for it, Lord. And just say this with me. Just say, Father, according to your word, I believe that you heard that prayer. And I believe that I have received that job and promotion and overflow in increase, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, you can go back. And as we finish up here, if you need prayer for anything, be it big, be it small, makes no difference. These guys are up here. I told you, the number one thing that you need for increase is this. You need fellowship with God. And if you don't know Him and you think that that fellowship is not where it needs to be, then you need to reset that fellowship. You need to receive the power of God in your life. So, Lord, we just praise You today. And we thank You. We give You the glory. Lord, thank You for desiring increase in our lives. 
Lord, and we recognize that increase is not always what our mind thinks increase is. But Lord, we desire godly increase. We desire the increase of your mind. The increase of your heart. Lord, we believe and we receive that. We have it already in Christ. He's already paid every price. Lord, we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. And Father, we thank you for it. We have increase in our life. Lord, we allow our mind to break free from the stranglehold of decrease in the world and let you start expanding the vision that you have for our lives. Lord, let you start expanding our sight. Lord, let increase become a part of us. Let our minds become renewed to that. And Lord, we just thank You. Lord, we know that what we need is fellowship with You. We know what we need is fellowship with You. We don't need more logic, more plans, more earthly stuff. We need You. You got the best plan. It's already inside of You. We just need the mind of Christ. And so Lord, we just we want to hang out with You. We want to love on You. We want You to love on us. We want you to be the loving Father that you are. And Lord, we receive you as that loving Father. Father, we just praise you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you need prayer, you come on up and see one of these guys. Let them pray for you. Pray for healing, deliverance, whatever you need. You just let them know. If you want to reset that fellowship, you go right ahead. Have a great day. Thank you for being here.